Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. This season is all about intentional comfort, and we'll be taking a look at the crossroads of the inspiration, intention, and action that you can take to bring more comfort and joy to your everyday. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. Welcome to the kickoff of season seven here on Jumpstart Your Joy. This is Paula Jenkins, and I'm so glad that you're here. In season seven, we're going to be looking at what I'm calling intentional comfort. I thought that this would be a really lovely thing to talk about for this year and this season, season seven, because we've all been through so much in the last 18 months. And as you know, season six was all about finding joy in the messy middle, which is where we distinctly were. And I think after so long in a difficult time, and that of course being the pandemic and unrest and political issues, that so many of us feel fried or burnt out or overwhelmed. And I think it's a good time for us to start to look at how we can intentionally bring more comfort into our days. And so that's what this season is all about. Before we jump into this episode, which will be all about, you know, what does this mean? What are we going to be talking about this season? I want to wish you all a very warm welcome and say thank you so much for tuning in. I am so delighted to get to do this podcast. And it has been such a treat to be now in to a seventh year of something just really amazing. If you want to find out more about myself or Jumpstart Your Joy, you can find more at the website, which is jumpstartyourjoy.com. And while you're there, you can find the episode notes for this specific conversation where I'll link up to some of the things that I'm speaking about. Also, if you're new or you haven't yet followed Jumpstart Your Joy in your podcast app, I encourage you to do that because then you'll get every new release downloaded to your your mobile device when it comes out. And that's always amazing. And before we get into the meat of this episode, as we start to talk about what does it look like to find comfort and joy in your days, our sponsor (laughs) is my own second podcast, which is Joy of Podcasting. And in that show, I'm talking about how creativity and podcasting can come together to offer a beautiful thing that can power a business and share your vision with the world. Of course, my full-time work is as a podcast producer, and I'm super lucky to get to work on some very amazing shows with delightful clients. And so if you're looking for some magic in creating your own podcast and you'd like to find someone to help brainstorm ideas for content and look at content strategy, or maybe you need help editing and posting and creating social media posts, I love looking at that integrated crossroads of how podcasts can fit in with your overarching marketing or advertising scheme for your business, whether that's a tiny solo business or that's a small business in the health and wellness field, that's definitely my strong suit. So I encourage you to look at paulajenkins.com and you can find out more information there along with some tips on podcasting and a six-step podcasting tune-up that you can sign up for. So Let's get on with Jumpstart Your Joy. Over the past year, of course, we looked at, in season six, we looked at finding joy in the messy middle. And I even literally wrote a book about it. And it's definitely a topic that is near and dear to my heart. I know that once we are in that space of the messy middle, which is a space where we things don't feel quite right, maybe we don't see where the end is of something, kind of like this pandemic, we're not sure what the end will be, we don't know what things will look like on the other side. And so that messy middle space can be definitely difficult, it can be stressful, 
It can feel traumatizing to be in that space where we're out of the context of what we know and yet we're not sure how it ends or what's to come. Part of the discussion around joy for this show for seven years has been that there's a couple of different ways to talk about how we see joy in our days. And one of them is kind of a passive thing where we can take notice of joy day to day. Like we notice that something delights us, maybe a bird or a flower or our children or something that happens with our family brings us joy. And we're like, oh, I love how this feels right now. And we can wonder about it. Like, how did that happen? How do I get more of it? In the moment, but then we let the moment pass and, you know, we find ourselves noticing joy again in the future. That leads me to the second way is that instead of just waiting for joy to show up and be something that you notice in your day, that you can take active steps. You know, if you have the inspiration that you want more joy and you've seen something that inspires you and feels joyful, that you could set the intention to bring more of that into your life and then take the actionable steps to set it up so there's spaces in your day that are joyful. So if you notice that you found joy in seeing flowers, you intentionally and actively set up the steps that make it so that you visit a garden. Just an example. So this season, in addition to that intentional space setting for joy, I also want to see what it looks like if we add in the idea of setting aside space for intentional comfort. You might ask, well, why comfort? Like, (laughs) we've all been on the couch wearing leggings for almost two years. So why do I need more comfort? (laughs) And to that, I'd say that last season I had on a guest, Irene Smith, and she talked about how the pandemic and that time, or this time we've been in, has been a trauma vortex. And so what this led me to reflect on, in addition to knowing that we can set up intentional times for joy, that if we've been experiencing this trauma vortex, and of course, I know a thing or two about trauma, having been diagnosed with postpartum PTSD myself, like I I know what trauma is, and I know how it can impact ourselves, our minds, our emotions, and how we react to things. I'm very much aware of this situation where our nervous systems all need a pause and a reset as we are navigating our way through hopefully what is the tail end of this pandemic. And so in this first episode of season seven, I want to differentiate a couple of things. One is how we will define comfort in this season. And I want to make a very big distinction up front, and I'll keep saying it, but there is a distinction here between intentional comfort And the kind of thing where we are numbing or hiding out or checking out and soothing in ways that takes us away from an intentionality. So that might be that comfort starts as an old favorite TV show, like our family watched Little House on the Prairie in 2020, and that was comforting. We mindfully watched usually one episode the night, but that there was an intentional comfort in that. Now, uh, numbing out might be just binge watching an entire season of something or just sticking with shows that are more of a guilty pleasure, although I think guilty pleasures often straddle that zone of like <laughs> intentional comfort versus numbing out. But it's it's the mindset and the way that one approaches that thing that makes it intentional comfort versus a numbing out kind of comfort. So what it's not is binge watching while ignoring other things that are going on in your life. Because this intentional comfort is cozy, supportive, 
affirming and nurturing. It is supporting you in getting through the trauma vortex, and it is supporting you in making things more possible in your life. It is not detracting and taking away from the things that you need to and want to do on a daily basis. And another one that's an example for me, which is interesting, is I know that kind of at the end of 2020, Every night before I would go to sleep, this might be a strange comfort one, but I would I would follow the hashtag on Twitter and I would check in on the hashtag COVID vaccine because to me it was so hopeful and affirming to know that vaccines were coming and that it was on the horizon. And every night I just wanted to think about what that day would look like. <laughs> I kind of giggle about it now, right? Because it hasn't, I mean, it's changed a lot, but it's also strangely become a controversial topic. But for me, in those nights, I would look at that hashtag and think, ooh, there is, like, I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I would limit it to to see which vaccines were being researched and where they were in the process, and then I would log out. And it was an intentional comfort that I was giving myself. I knew that that would make me feel a little bit better and that it was kind of an, a, a way to end my day. It would put a container around the trauma vortex that we were in. I wasn't using those languages, but I see it as that now. And then we can also see that what it is not, right? Because Twitter could be an endless <laughs> um, repository of all sorts of things. What it was not was not doom scrolling, as some people call it. I wasn't getting extremely in- invested in the information that strangers were saying on the internet, right? You know, I kind of had a, a filter on as I entered into looking up COVID vaccines each night. And so I think that intentionality... It fits in with with the whole framework that we always talk about joy here, which is inspiration, intention, and action is I'm inspired to find some sort of comfort for myself. The intention is that I will put a filter around how much comfort I'm allowing myself, and it's going to be limited to those things which are affirming and nourishing, and then the action is is doing them. And I think that action piece is oftentimes where we get the most stuck because self-care, sometimes it seems selfish especially if you're a people pleaser or perfectionist, you could always find something else that air quotes you should be doing. And so taking that action towards comfort for ourselves often feels really difficult. And those are some of the things we're going to be looking at. One of the interesting things that came up as I was starting to talk about this being the topic for this season was that, you know, I I started talking to people about how I wanted to talk more about comfort. And it kind of, it seems like for some reason it's also a very uh, polarizing topic. I have no idea why. So this will be interesting to me. But when I was talking about it in in a group that I'm a part of, someone then pitched me to be on the podcast at the same time. And when I said, "Well, I want to talk about comfort and joy. What do you think about that?" and they said, "Well, I don't know if I can talk about it because here's the quote: uh, because their platform was all about air quotes courage over comfort and." air quotes, stepping into their big, bold life. Now, oh my goodness. So I found it interesting that someone took that position on why they didn't want to talk about comfort or how they thought I should be rephrasing or reframing talking about comfort right now. Now, what what strikes me, there's so much to unpack about this specific topic because I, I think the idea of courage over comfort and stepping into a bold life it's very catchphrasy anymore for me. And of course, I do have a background in life coaching. And that's a lot of the language that we hear around, 
you know, how people market themselves around life coaches or that whatever. And I and the, the dangerous thing to me is that it's somehow, and maybe this is the dichotomy here of talking about comfort and why we don't allow ourselves to have comfort, is that somehow we're often told that we that courage needs to be prioritized over comfort and that your big, bold life is the important thing, which the subtext there is that the smaller, quieter life is somehow less desirable. And that by courage and big and bold, that somehow then you're going to get to the thing that you've been dreaming of. And I think this gets into dangerous territory for us. For for starters, I think it's prioritizing things that are maybe valued by part of a population but are not valued by other parts of the population. So when I say that, what I mean is courage and big and bold are all adjectives I think that that kind of resonate with an extroverted personality type. And so that's great. I mean, if you if that's like, yeah, that gets me up in the morning and those are the words that I want to hear, all the more power to you. I think there's also the introverted side, 50% of the population of which I am a part of that I think pushing the envelope on things for different types of people looks very different. And both of those commentaries of courage over comfort and big, bold life kind of push aside the idea that we need to slow down and take time for ourselves. And that while this person is saying, well, no, but I work for people to find the work-life balance as entrepreneurs, are they? Because I feel like what they're prioritizing is that hustle and staying in that zone of busyness and all of that over the space where we slow down and we take a, a moment for what we need and we listen to what our bodies are saying. It, it feels like we're pushing constantly out of a comfort zone and in kind of a nonstop, like prescriptive type way, which I don't think really feeds most people because there is a balance of in order to push a life forward, sometimes you have to look at the things that are uncomfortable. But in order to then recharge from those times, you do need to bake in some comfort to your days, especially when we've been in, again, this trauma vortex. So this year, I want to drop the idea that we need to be big or bold or keep pushing outside of our comfort zone because introverts and highly sensitive people, anyone with some trauma in their history or anyone with mental illness, I'm included in some of those groups. The idea that pushing or the big impact is what shows one's value is just totally misguided. It doesn't resonate with some people. It doesn't resonate with me anymore. I don't feel like big is the direction that I need to go. And so I think finding ways to work comfort in so that I can continue to do the work that I do is really important. Okay, so what is this season going to be about? It's taking time for intentional comfort. It's building intentional comfort into your days. It's allowing ourselves to rest when we are tired so that we can keep doing the things that we want to do and the things that we love and that we can be there for the people that we love and care for. And and I think it's going to be a really interesting journey. I want to upfront acknowledge some of the people that have inspired me and given me ideas around this idea of comfort already, like that have been baked in or an integral part of this conversation before it even really gets underway. One of them um, is Tammy Hackbarth, and you'll hear from her in the next couple of episodes. She's, of course, from 100% Guilt-Free Self-Care. She's a total delight, and her insights on this have been really helpful to me personally. Nedra Tawab 
of course, wrote the book about boundaries. I want to talk more about boundaries in a future episode, but I think boundaries and defining our boundaries and letting people know what those boundaries are actually does provide us a way to find our inner comfort. Because when we're not feeling constantly bombarded by other people's requests or outlandish requests or things that push us out of our comfort zone because it passes over a boundary, I think that that really does set us up for more comfort when we can state a boundary and we know what our boundaries are. On Instagram, I I love the feed Nap Ministry. It's really a really beautiful feed. And their take on things is that rest is necessary, restorative, and that we are worthy of it. Their whole take is not that we're resting up so that we can go do other things, but it's just that, no, rest is part of life. And we're resting because we need to rest, not because we're going to go out and do something else. Recently, I've really started to appreciate on YouTube Jennifer L. Scott, who runs Daily Connoisseur. And she also wrote the books, the Madame Chic books. And there's something really lovely and freeing about her take on things, which is finding beauty in our homes and allowing ourselves to want elegant and beautiful things. And I find that a lot of what she talks about is is comfort, really, is where are we in our comfort zones? What makes us feel comfortable in our own skin and in our own homes? And how can we present ourselves to the world in a way that makes sense from wanting a little bit of elegance and uh, <laughs> to follow a little bit of the rules of etiquette as we go along? Like we want to know what the structure is for this planet. I really love how she talks about things. Another one along those same lines, and if you go back just a couple of episodes in season six, I re-aired uh, the conversation I had with Stacia Savasic. And she is, of course, of style school. But what she talks about is finding inside out congruency, which means you're dressing and adorning yourself with things that make it so that you feel truly like yourself. You're not dressing as someone else. And I feel like there's a deep comfort in that, that you become so comfortable with yourself Uh, even though she doesn't like the word comfort, and she'd be like, stop saying that word, that the joy and what she actually calls it is the soul fire, your own soul fire comes out. I think I actually kind of think that soul fire is also another word for that, that deep comfort, that intentional comfort. I'm so comfortable with who I am that I want to show you through my clothing and how I present myself. Like there's a deep comfort in that. And in that space, comfort is tied with joy because when I can be that comfortable about myself and I can show you who I am, I actually feel more joyful. And that leads to one of the other people that I really have enjoyed getting to to know, but I mean, through her own content, I don't know her at all. We've like DM'd once. <laughs> I was probably a fangirl, but her name is Jackie and she runs the YouTube channel Super Enthused. Now, Jackie does travel videos and she goes to Walt Disney World. And so I found her during shutdown because Florida opened up before California did. And I was like, oh, I just want to see what's going on, you know, in a Disney park. And Jackie is a delight, you know, with a channel name like Super Enthused, of course. I knew we'd be besties, even though I don't know her. But the thing that I've seen in what she does and what she offers everyone is is a view of comfort. But it's also her visiting Walt Disney World. And she shares her joy in what she finds there and what she experiences there. And again, it's that rapid wrapped up nugget of this is comforting and there is joy in it being comforting. And it's intentional. You know, there's a plan. She isn't just there every day. She has something she's doing. She sets an intention. She takes the action. It's not just a mindless numbing out of going to a place because you can't deal with anything else or you want to escape completely. It is going to find the joy and to be 
comfortable in a place that you love. So those are some of the people that have inspired me. And I think as we wrap this up, the last thing that I know I'm going to talk about and that I alluded to a little bit is the balance of discomfort and comfort in our lives. Of course, it it kind of comes through when I'm talking about some of those marketing men- messages of courage over comfort. I, I think there's something in there to tease out about discomfort and comfort and where we sit and, and where is it healthy and where is it useful to be in discomfort and where is it best to just ease into a comforting space, an intentional comforting space. I think when we tackle discomfort to smooth those edges out of what's really not sitting well with us. And and when we tackle discomfort, we can actually create comfort for ourselves, right? And so it's that there's kind of a, and you'll get to hear Tammy Hackbarth and I talk about this, but there's a very interesting relationship here between discomfort and yes, finding a little courage to tackle it, but then the comfort that comes and the joy that comes on the other side of working through those things that are not working for you. And I don't think that needs to be in a big way. For me, processing the the hardest things has never been about being out loud with it or being bold with it. It's almost always a quiet unpacking of things. Maybe it's working with a coach or a therapist on it, but it isn't a loud or boisterous <laughs> experience for me. But it does take courage. Because I think at the heart of this question of how do we work through our own discomfort, and some of that might be the messaging that we've received over the years, by tackling that, it acknowledges some of the really profound magic that was shared by Sonia Renee Taylor in that interview, which I'll also link up to, but is when she said, I only give from my overflow. I only give from my overflow. And that idea that we balance out what is hard for us with intentional comfort so that we have overflow, so that we feel good and comfortable with ourselves, so that we know we have strength to continue on and to continue doing the things that we do in this life. You know, there's something so intrinsically wrapped up in then finding intentional comfort so that we are not constantly in a trauma zone. We are not constantly in the vortex. And to find that, you've got to define your center. You have to know who you are. You need to define and find comfort for yourself. And to do that, I think it's a pairing of the comfort and joy that we need to find for ourselves so that we can empower ourselves to be whole wherever we are. And I don't intend to say that so that we can do something else, but so that we can still be ourselves in these moments that are really hard. And, And we're not talking about this enough. We're not talking about how we need to do things that intentionally bring us comfort and intentionally bring us joy so that we can be whole people just for us, just for ourselves. So that's what we'll be tackling this season. And I'm really excited about it. And it feels like a fresh new territory. If you have suggestions of things related to comfort or joy that this has brought up for you in hearing this, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at jumpstartyourjoy@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you want to find links to some of these conversations with Eileen Smith, with Sonia Renee Taylor, Tammy Hackbarth, she's been on before, she'll be on again. I'll put all those links in the episode notes at jumpstartyourjoy.com. So thank you all so much for tuning in for this episode. I cannot wait to see how this season unpacks. And I can't wait to share the next couple of interviews with you. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy. 